0: Welcome to The Business Playdate, a podcast hosted by Lindsay White and Betsy Moorhead, two internet strangers turned business besties.
1: We're two marketing professionals living across the country, raising our kiddos while running our own individual businesses. We built these businesses based on our experiences working in corporate management roles with the end goal to be able to show up for our families first. And we did it. We're so happy you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the business playdate. We are so excited for another episode. We are. Betsy and I just spent what, like an hour, just sitting here chatting. <laughs> we did. We part did. therapy, part um, was
0: fun. You know, it was nothing that needed to be recorded, but it needed to be said. So
1: exactly, exactly. And I think. We made a little a little progress on our brainstorm for the future of the business play date. So I mean, that was productive. Yeah, I think we did. That was really
0: good. Um, it is so funny though, because the whole time I was thinking like, oh, we should start recording. We should start recording. We should start recording. And then I was like, nope, nope, we're not we're not recording this conversations. But we're here now and we have a really sure. good topic we're going to talk about today. I'm excited. Yeah, I know. But before we jump in, I know we just caught up for an hour, but like,
1: you know, anything else? What's going on? What's going on? Um. So for Lila's birthday, my my best friend is very like she's an outdoor person. She like loves to garden and she loves like that kind of stuff. So she always gets the kids like outdoor things for gifts. She got Lila a butterfly garden for uh, or like Stop a butterfly it. hatching kit yes. thing. Which I've done. I've done one before. I did it when Asher was like about two. And um. So we have this butterfly garden. And when I got it, I it came with like these little. Tupperwares of caterpillars, uh-huh. caterpillar food in them. And last time I did this, I bought milkweed plants, and it came with caterpillars on it. So this was like really little caterpillars, and you know, we the way you them. say
0: caterpillars is, I don't know if it's just I'm not used to hearing that word, but it's really cute.
1: Is it? Yes, that's so funny.
0: I don't, I can't say it again now. I can't. Cat caterpillars. That's how I say it. Okay, keep going. So
1: uh, the caterpillars, we had like ten of them, and they've, I've been waiting for them to hatch into butterflies. Right. And so they finally started hatching into butterflies like two or three days ago. And I've been waiting to let them go. Cause I'm sick of these damn caterpillars. And they've, I, when I, when we got them, I didn't know what to do with it. It was like in the middle of opening all of Lila's gifts. And so I just took them and there's only really like one place in our house. That's kind of, Bright and sunny, where I could place them on a table and yeah. it would be, you know, a good spot for them. And that was my office. Uh-huh. So I just like placed them on my desk. And then I'm like, oh, well, now this is their habitat. And I've been sharing my desk with these caterpillars for so <laughs> long. And I'm like, I need them to hatch. Like, I need them out. I can't have these caterpillars anymore. So they finally turned into butterflies. And yesterday I was still waiting on two more to hatch. And We finally have all 10 butterflies out today. I am so excited because we're going to go let them out into the wild. Oh, she's going to love that. It's going to be so fun. And I'm very excited. They won't eat any of the food that I made for them. It's like a mesh
0: little thing that they come in, right? Because the caterpillars, like they they come as caterpillars and then they make their chrysalis. (gasps) Oh my gosh. We're going to have to put this clip up. Look at all those! Are they monarchs? What kind of butterflies are? No, those aren't monarchs.
1: Are they? I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs>
0: we need a butterfly expert.
1: Well, I think the box said painted ladies, but they look when they open their wings, they look like straight up monarchs. Yeah.
0: Um. So they came as caterpillars, then they make their chrysalis, mm-hmm. and then they. Uh, gosh, what is it? A beautiful butterfly. I have uh, what is that? What is I don't that movie? Know. Oh my I've god! Never seen that. It's a bug's life when he's like, "I oh, oh. become a beautiful butterfly."
1: Maybe I should watch that with the kids tonight. That could be you fun. Sure,
0: that would be really cute. Yes, because the big fat caterpillar becomes a beautiful butterfly. I know I've now said that so many times, but I think it's a bug's <laughs> life. Yeah, I think it's a bug's life. i will report back. That. I'll report back.
1: So fun. So you? So, are can- yeah. We've I've been raising some butterflies. It's fine. Like I'm a zoologist now. Excited about releasing these butterflies. I know. And as mentioned, I made them some little like sugar water flour food and they're not eating any of it. So they're much like my own children. They don't make anything that I eat for them. Or they don't <laughs> eat anything that I make for them. Assholes. <laughs> right? Like, Is it a me thing? It must be a me oh, thing at this point. Did you put
0: did you put enough sugar in the water, you know?
1: Did it come out of a wrapper?
0: <laughs> Is it a carb? Oh my gosh, that's so fun! I'm like the little butterflies have probably brought you some joy, and besides, like just you know,
1: I will say like they are they're nice to have here. But like I'll do client calls, and all of a sudden like a butterfly will flutter, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? Actually, when we were catching up earlier, I noticed you kind of looking
0: off to the side a little bit. I thought you were looking out the window. I could have been looking out the window, or I could have been looking at the
1: butterflies. You just never know. How
0: funny! I love that. Lila's gonna be so excited.
1: She will. She's going to love it. It's going to be so fun. Asher oh. might love it more than her, but we'll see. Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, so fun. Well, um, what are we talking
1: about today?
0: This we is a are fun talking one.
1: about client expectations and managing them.
0: Whew. That's, that's a d- doozy.
1: That's a big one. This is a topic that could, could be a couple episodes at some point. Um, it could. I think that we all have a lot of – I mean, in any service provider – business, you're managing a lot of client expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, I constantly feel like that's, I mean, really, that's the main part of my job, especially because I pull in team members to do deliverable work. But I'm constantly managing client expectations. And I think at this point, that's actually one of my strongest skill sets is managing people. people. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a lot of intricacies that go into it. And it can be really difficult at times.
0: Yeah, especially like I sometimes have a hard time managing others or not managing other people's expectations, but like not being a people pleaser Mm -hmm. when I'm like, no, I'm an authority here. Like I know, I do know what I'm talking about, but like, you know, getting that, relaying that to a client who they, their bottom line is what they care about, you know, their business and making and not spending money where they don't need to be, or, you know, not making money and all that stuff. So um no this is a great topic. I think we both probably have some anecdotes and like situations that we've been in. Um you know I'm sure anyone listening if like you work with a client like you have to be a people person mm-hmm. on, to some extent and you have to know how to manage people and I think being a leader and um being uh, coming from the corporate world like we did like we were man- I, I was not only managing a team of people because I was a director and I had a, like a whole department I was managing but I so I was managing people but then I was also managing like managing up a little bit because yeah. sometimes you have to like manage expectations with your boss or manage and and that's kind of how I think about client expectations is like managing up a little bit like mm-hmm. okay like you've hired me to come do a job let me like let me do it let me do it but let me like help
1: set the table to make sure we're both comfortable here a little bit more so yeah and i think too i mean i love the way you said like trying not to be a people pleaser i think mm-hmm. that's One of the things that's been the hardest for me in this category is learning how to overcome my people pleaser personality.
0: If you You figure that out, please let me know.
1: (laughs) I definitely have gotten a lot better at it. And I think a lot of it comes down to like being comfortable stepping into this authority type of space and also being comfortable being like, hey, I'm the expert you hired. This is Mm -hmm. what I recommend. This is well, I see work time and time again for my clients. Mm-hmm. This is what I would recommend you move forward with. Yeah.
0: This is just, you know, this is a topic that comes up. It's a scenario that happens, especially like when you're working with business owners. who, Yeah, absolutely. Again, this is their livelihood and they, they're they bringing us in as the experts. So um, speaking of that, you know, one thing that I've dealt with recently is like really making sure that my clients know that I'm the authority and what they've brought me in to do. And, you know, in this instance, right, it's like, you've brought me in to kind of help manage all of your, your ads, your paid media. And, you know, I have had an example with a client before where they're maybe seeing organic stuff and like vanity metrics when it comes to their competition and the people that like, they want, they're questioning well, why are, why is X, Y, and Z's stuff getting all these likes and shares and comments and our stuff isn't. And mm-hmm. and I, it's, it's really hard to try to explain the dynamic of how the organic world works versus all the metrics behind the scene and,
1: and what the KPIs
0: world. are for the paid world. And, you know, when we set a strategy and we talk through it and we decide... Together. Here are the KPIs. These are the things that we are going to be tracking on a monthly, daily, weekly, whatever basis to make sure that we're hitting to reach these goals that we've set out in your marketing strategy. This is your business goal to get this business goal. We're going to do this marketing. We're going to reach this marketing goal with these tactics, with this full strategy in place. And part of that being paid media, you know, to get people to your website, not necessarily to like, like and comment and engage with all of your stuff. That's an organic strategy, right? Right. You know, like that should be, yeah, that's great. Like that's something we want to aim for. We want to try to like put out content that's engaging. We want to get the right people in front of the right people. And we're doing that with paid, but we're optimizing it in a certain way. So one of the things that I try to do is when I notice these shiny object syndrome moments come up i talk i'm like okay let's just step back for a minute let's look at what our goals have been let's look at where we're trying to reach what what are the things that we talked about 3 months ago that we've decided this is our focus for the quarter mm-hmm. let's step back let's make sure okay is this still what we want to be doing is mm-hmm. this still what makes the most sense to reach your end business goal and if the answer is no then we will adjust the strategy but we don't we what the last thing we need to do is blame the agreed upon direction yeah with you know what is maybe not happening right now and so it's always good to just like take a pause step back and like walk your client through th- the process again and say yeah. here's what we talked about are these still the things that you want to have happen i think that this makes the most sense As the marketing expert that you've hired to bring in to help reach X, Y, and Z goal. But if that's not what you feel like is necessary right now, at this time of year, you know your business best, you know your industry best, then let's reevaluate. Let's -hmm. let's look at the strategy. Let's look at everything again, but... I know we've had a, like a whole episode about vanity metrics. but I like, was just
1: pulling up to see that's episode number nine. So if, yes. you, if this is resonating with you and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to know more about vanity metrics and what that means and what that mm-hmm. is, go listen to episode number nine. Yes.
0: And I run into that often with some of my clients, especially because what we're doing is on social media with them. We're running so- paid social media ads and, you know, I even see Sponsored ads and posts and stuff. And I'm like, damn, how are they getting like this? Like, how is this getting all this engagement, all this stuff? And I'm thinking, this is a little boutique, like, you know, or this is a little brand. But, but you also then don't
1: know how long that ad has been running, or how, the exactly. money has been button to it. You don't know. And, and so I think that that's one of those things with clients, especially when they, clients do really tend to cling to vanity metrics, especially if they're in a spot of like, they're not hitting their numbers, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're not where they want to be. They're trying, they're trying to, to find
0: the problem. They're trying to find the problem. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: and they're going to cling to vanity metrics. And I mean, that's why I think it's so important, like having a strategy in place for whatever whatever you are doing for them as a service provider, whether it's social media or it's marketing as a whole or it's advertising or it's. Website, like, I don't care what you are doing. It's blog posting, like, just writing blog posts. Like, mm-hmm. you should have some sort of intensive first strategy in place with mm-hmm. them where you've created a strategy with them, or they have had a strategy created that you are helping implement so that you can go back to, like, when they're like, hey, like, why am I not getting the, the kind of likes that this competitor is getting? Mm-hmm. Go back to their strategy and say, hey, this is what we have written down. This is what we're following. Mm-hmm. Is this accurate?
0: Yeah. Does this make them, still make sense for ground you? Ground them,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Ground you got to ground the client, bring yes. them back to earth because it's so easy. I mean, our business, their business owners, our businesses are our lifeline. They're our livelihood. They are what they're a baby, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's easy to get heightened. Yeah, Think we high- how easy it was to get heightened when we had newborns.
0: I know, <laughs> you right? know, You're, they're overstimulated. They're yeah. like. That's the, that's that they're looking for what could be the cause, what could be the reason, you know, I've had another client come to me and say, Hey, we had like a really off day in sales yesterday. It's what I get it. One day of bad sales could just make you want to burn it down. And I want to be like, okay, but let's, let's take a step back. Let's Mm -hmm. look at your quarter as a whole, your month as a whole, you know, like your week to date as a whole, like that one day sucked. Mm Mm-hmm. But it may, it can't, it may not derail your entire month, your entire year, your entire season. So we can't just change our whole strategy for one bad day of sales. Right. And when I kind of have sat down and said, Hey, okay, let's ground your, let's ground the situation. Let's look at where we're at. Uh, You know, I usually will get met with, that's right. Like, I know, you know what you're doing. It's just, we need to fit, you know, like, I know, you know what you're doing. I brought you in for a reason. Thank you for like walking me through this. Let's keep going down the path we are and maybe make a few tweaks here and there over the next couple of weeks. And so there's always, it always like kind of brings us back down to earth a little bit on like, we're going to be fine, but if we need to make some changes, we can. Let's just not yeah. derail the entire thing we've been working on for
1: Right, for Exactly. Do you see me dodging the sun over here? I do. Poor. <laughs> I really need to get one of those students <laughs> in my office. Um, I, and Like being able to be confident in that authority that you – that they hired you to be. I mean, I think that's yeah. oftentimes too – it's such a delicate balance of, you know, giving the client what they want, but also giving them what they need yeah, through so – Yes, you say that all the time and I love that. I mean that's the whole thing with managing client relationships is like they came to you for a reason. they know they need an expert. they know they need they know they need advertising
0: mm-hmm.
1: they that's what's going to help get them to that next you know level in their business. So they came to you. you need to give them advertising because that's what they hired you to do. but you also know that they need, organic reach or paid reach, you Mm -hmm. know what the strategy Mm -hmm. needs to be. And Mm -hmm. so you can deliver them on a platter, you know, everything that they need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's why I think the intensive first just makes the most sense. I know we talk about it all the time, but like if if you're jumping in with the client and they need one piece of the puzzle and they don't have a strategy in place, which I'm very guilty of working with people like this and I need to pull back and say – and I find myself like wanting to get involved in all these other areas of their marketing. I'm like, but they're just paying me to run their ads. I need to like keep mm-hmm. my mouth shut.
1: And that's really hard, right? Like, It's hard. It's so hard. And I think too, I mean, that also comes to like they might need other areas of marketing mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily want that. But you know as their expert, like, hey, this is a good area to to jump into. I, I like to do the quarterly like strategy review meetings. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so funny because – Um, I think that we're going to talk about kind of like misalignment, right? When it comes to clients and how sometimes there can be a misalignment. And I can always tell when things – like when it's not going to be a good relationship when clients are not prioritizing that quarterly review meeting. Yeah. You know, because they – it's like this show of they don't value you as the authority
0: Mm-hmm.
1: their wants are beating out the needs that they actually have. Right. And there's just going to be a huge misalignment between whoever they hire, not just you, but whoever yeah. they hire in that role because their wants are beating out what they actually need to be doing to hit that next level of you know, whatever their goals might be.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. And that's, that's such
1: a struggle. Oh, it's such a struggle. I mean – have you had situations where you've been, you know, unaligned with a client from that perspective?
0: Um, yes, but not to the point where it's like led to us no longer working
1: together. Yeah. Um, I, I've definitely broken up with clients Yeah, for reasons like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had clients, I've had a couple of clients and I do think that A lot of times, especially with the way that I work with clients, is we have a strategy in place and we do the strategy and we hit these goals and it's like the more success they see, they kind of feel like... They're in a good spot, and mm-hmm. so they're like, "Oh, we can backpedal a little bit. Like, we don't need to be focusing so much on marketing mm-hmm. because it's costing us money, and yes. it, it, it's costing us money." And so I, I, feel like we should just pump the brakes a little bit. And like we've mm-hmm. we've gotten in a really good spot. We have a email strategy in place. Mm-hmm. We have a yeah. social strategy in place. Mm-hmm. We have like a conference strategy or whatever. Um, and then it's like, oh, we can pause. Like we we're in a good feng shui, and it's like, okay. Let's see how the pause goes. Mm -hmm. And every time they come back, they come back. Yeah, they come back because they realize that it doesn't. You have to. You have to keep actively working on it. It's. It's like a marriage. You have to constantly Mm -hmm. be working on it. You have to constantly be giving effort into it. Um. And so, oftentimes, I mean, there's definitely times where I've had a misalignment with a client. I'm like, hey, I. You know, I think that it might be best if we part ways because and it always comes down to like hey you're you're overpaying me for what you want me to be doing you know yeah. if i our my agency's value is so much we can do so much and when you're paying to work with us like you should be using all of our strategies you should yeah. be using us as your thought leader and when things start to drop off and clients are like oh no i just want the shiny object it's like hey we don't work like that
0: Yes. I know I, that's so I, hard.
1: It's so hard. And it's like, I don't want – but I can't faithfully accept someone's money
0: mm-hmm. if
1: I'm going to be doing something that I know is not going to hit their goals. Yeah. It's so funny because I
0: I, I haven't had that situation, but I have had situations where I'm – they're paying me, and I'm doing the work, but like I kind of am, like, yeah, they don't, they don't really care this much about this much detail. They just are like, cool. If the money's coming in. Keep this yeah. train, keep this train rolling, like, yeah. And so it's like sometimes I feel like I give some clients like too much information where they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like if it's working, cool, you know, go for it. And it's also part of managing their expectations, though. You know, it's
1: like knowing what they want to see and what they don't want to mm-hmm. see, like. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I've started with some of those clients, just like passing along dashboards and being like, "If you want to look at this, yes, here's here here's is. what's going on." You know, once a month, I'll walk through it with you, and you know that. But that those kinds of relationships, I enjoy. But sometimes it's kind of like I'm like, "Can you g- can you give me a little more? Like, what yeah. do you what do you think? Like
1: all this work that I did?" And they're just like, "Cool,
0: <laughs> like okay."
1: Oh, like so it's so funny because that's where I find a lot of like these. Like I, I broke up with a client recently and they were constantly like, Hey, we, we need an email strategy. We need, an e- we need our emails in inboxes. We're not hitting inboxes. What do we need to be doing to hit inboxes? And so we put together this huge, massive strategy that we actually had put together two years ago. And so all I did was take the strategy I put together two years ago that they did not want to implement at that time took it and I updated it for, you know, 2023, 2024 and brought it back up to date. And I was like, Hey, here it is. And I sent a loom over and I love loom because you can tell if someone watches it. Yes, I know. I love that. And I, I, I walked through it, you know, they had canceled the meeting to walk through the strategy together. And so I was like, whatever, I'll just make a loom. That's fine. So I made a loom and I sent it over and they never watched it, but I was getting emails, not like emails every week about like, Hey, we really need to be getting our emails and inboxes. What do we what do we need to be doing? I'm like, I email, I I sent you this video. I walked you through a whole strategy that we mm-hmm. put together. This is what we need to be doing. Like you need to go watch that video. And, and what like, re- in reality
0: what they're trying to say is, what are you going to do for us to make this happen?
1: Yeah. And I'm like, this is what I'm going to do for you.
0: Uh-huh. Like,
1: this mm-hmm. is it. I can't, yeah. I can't go into your inbox and send an email. Yeah. Like we got – it's a two-way street here. Mm-hmm. It's a two-way street. I know. And so it's like that that shiny object where it's like you, I I am the authority here on your email marketing, but we need to be cohesively working together in order to make that happen.
0: Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a struggle learning how to manage not only expectations, but just like a, the day-to-day relationship or, you know, like – the communication style client to client and, mm-hmm. um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting world, but you know, I think, I think when you really like nail down the mutual understanding of like what the, what the goal is that you're working towards yeah, and how like together you can do that as long as everyone's like on the same page, on the same page and they know what their roles and responsibilities are, then things can be smooth sailing. Yeah, um, But every, every now and then, some, some shit's going to hit the fan somehow. For sure. And there's going to be a panic and there's going to be a, oh gosh, like we need to 180 the strategy. Why are we doing this? We need, you know, and it's yeah. like, hey, God, like we really don't. Let's just we talk don't. about it. Let's like have a full- One bad so sales like, day. Yeah. So like one thing that like a solution that came out of a recent client client conversation I've had about like, you know, shiny object syndrome, like kind of like wanting to maybe 180 the strategy- was, hey, like, why don't we, because we weren't doing this before, mostly because it wasn't really a necessity in the past. But now we're having, going to be having a quarterly strategy meeting to, to look at everything. And we're going to be doing like what you were talking about, like the quarterly yeah. strategy review. Yeah. Yeah okay, here's what we're doing on the ad side. Because with this client, I have like two different hats that I wear. I'm like their marketing consultant, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, I run all their paid ads. So it's like, okay, here's what we're doing. Like paid side aside. side, here's what the full scope picture is mm-hmm. of everything that we're doing together mm-hmm. for the betterment of the business. And so I think that'll help a lot. That's a solution that we've put in place now to hopefully ease some of those concerns. Cause this time of year for this industry that they're in, like it's either hot or it's not, you know, it's like, you just kind of don't really know what it's going to be like. So when it's not, it's like, Oh shit. Like we got to pull back what we're spending. Cool. I get that. Let's, let's pull back what we're spending. Let's let, let's like lower the cat, like the cash going out or whatever. But it's also like, Let's not totally just get rid of marketing in general.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, like the quarterly strategy meeting is a great way to overcome these kind of like mismatching client expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, I think that when, if you notice a client is not open to those kind of like quarterly review of like, hey, let's state of the union. Where are we at? Yeah. Where are yeah. we going? Let's make sure all of our objectives are still actually objectives let's make sure our goals are still goals let's see where we're at on the goals like are we everything's so relevant yeah yeah or like has your world blown up and now you don't even offer those products anymore right um I think that that's so important and if a client's not willing to do that then that's I also find that a lot of like potential clients kind of like I think marketing is the catch-all do you notice that like yes like I'll get asked to do really silly things and I'm like hey this is actually not marketing. This is mm-hmm. ad, like an admin type of task. Like will you collect the email addresses from this net, this networking event and you know, put them into the email marketing server. It's like yeah, I can't that's not the best use of my time. Right. Um and so if a client won't do quarterly reviews with you to like just take a, take a step back, look at the state of the union, then they probably aren't on the same page as you on what marketing needs to be happening and how it plays into their business and like what the role actually is. Right. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. And that might be a sign that it's time to step away. It might be.
1: Um, well, so a couple of ways to overcome, you know, setting, setting client expectations, I think, and managing client expectations. I love what you said about figuring out their communication style. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so important. And I always and in a lot of things that I do, like including writing proposals, like managing clients, like I try to emulate whatever their communication style is. So right. whether it's more pointed or whether it's more fluffy, you know, um, I think that that's so important to know what their communication style is so that you can, you know, help them mm-hmm. I understand also, things.
0: I also like to figure out what medium of communication they like to use, like what is most comfortable for them, what's comfortable for me, like how we, how often I'm communicating with a client can help mm-hmm. with the realigning or ways to overcome the, like, mismatched or whatever expectations. Mm-hmm. Um Because I have some clients who, like, are, like, cool, once a week I'll hear from you or, like, I have some – but I have some clients who, like, every other day I'm talking to or every day I'm talking to. Yeah. And they just need that reassurance and I don't mind doing that. Like, if, if I was, like – because I know some people in their business are, like
1: – Very structured. Very
0: structured with, like, the communication and their time. And, like, I even remember in my corporate life, like – an old head of a department basically was like, told everyone they could send her one email a day. Oh my gosh. And and if if they had a lot of questions, they needed to like keep all their questions in an email and then hit send at the end of the day. That's so funny. Oh my God. Well, when you're there for 40 years, I guess you can can determine that. That's so
1: funny. Um, But I do kind of love it at the same time.
0: (laughs) I do do too. Her inbox was immaculate, I'm sure. Right?
1: I bet. Um, Yeah, best mode of communication. I think that's so important the quarterly reviews Mm -hmm. having some sort it doesn't have to be quarterly it doesn't have to be you know having some sort of review process to just make Mm -hmm. sure everyone's on the same page check establishing what success is to them yes that's one of the first things that Mm -hmm. i do with a client yeah
0: i'm i'm struggling on that with a one client like nailing that down with them like what is what is like your overall goal is it what is that and yeah You know, if that changes, great. We'll we'll change. We'll adjust. But establishing that up front, but also checking in Mm -hmm. periodically, like, are we still in this direction? What's going on? Like, because their businesses have ebbs and flows, and their lives have. You know, most of my clients are moms or have you know like like a bunch of stuff going on lives outside of being a business owner, and so I can't expect. Them to drop everything to get me something that I need, right. just like they don't expect me to drop every. You know, it's like that mutual yeah. respect and understanding. That's another way of like. That's I think why the whole partnership versus like being a partner with your client and their business, yeah, is uh, is huge. Like huge building that trust and that foundation up front.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Rather than just being like a, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a tactical.
0: A transactional. Yeah, transactional. There we yeah, go. Yeah, like piece of the puzzle. We're yeah. both a little loopity-doopity. Seriously.
1: <laughs> um, there's something else I wanted to mention. Can't remember what it was. I don't know.
0: This is why we should write stuff down.
1: I know. More we than did we did have some do. notes. We here. did. We did have some notes. We did have some notes. Um well yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, I'm sure everyone listening has either been here or will be here at some point in time with like having to either have tough conversations or have like direct conversations, yeah. you know, that like are going to only help you grow as a as a business person, as a somebody, you know, as an expert in what you're doing, but help the relationship between your client grow, help this their business, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, get the results that you're hoping for for them and, you know, just overall like succeed. So Yeah.
1: And also don't be afraid to break up with a client. You yeah, know, I think a lot of people are terrified of breaking up with a client because they don't think they'll be able to get another client. It's like every client that you work with is an opportunity cost to you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're bringing you income but there's still an opportunity cost there's always going to be someone else out there who might pay more money or mm-hmm. their vision might align with your vision a little bit more mm-hmm. and so if there is a misalignment it's okay to you know say Step hey like, let's let's take a pause for a second let's think about you know what this relationship looks like it might not make the most sense for everyone
0: yeah and the and the client isn't the only one that has the right to like break up with somebody like you have the right to say, Hey, this just isn't a fit anymore. This just doesn't make sense. I'm going in a, I need to like take a step back. Or maybe you're like taking your business in a whole new direction. And it's like, you either want to ride the ship with me client. And like, we go through this process together or Or it's time to move on.
1: And oftentimes those clients, they're, they're there to support you too. You know, like they, they'll see it and they'll, they'll know that you guys are both doing what's best for everyone. Yeah.
0: Yep. 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 Well, I thought this was a good, timely, relevant, I know we've both kind of been in those situations in the past and yeah. you know, maybe in the current too. And um, so I'm glad that we were kind of able to work through some of those things. It's a good reminder to, to me just to take a step back, take a step back too. And like, what are my strategies? What are my goals? Like, what are my expectations? You're right. right. So yeah. Right. I agree. Well, this was great. It was great seeing you. It was great seeing you. And your you. butterflies.
1: Yeah. I'll take a picture of them flying the coop. Yes. I can't
0: wait. And thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Make sure you leave us a review. I know we say it every time, um, but please leave us a review. We would so appreciate that.
1: Uh, it and would be wonderful.
0: It would. It would be so wonderful. And we will see you all next time. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys.